Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's really amazing. Key hit it right on the head. There's 31 teams in the NFL that would love to sign Aaron Rodgers to any sort of contract, yet the team he's on is willing to go <laughs> year to year. It is a good Wednesday morning. It's great to have a couple Super Bowl champions with me here. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. A.J. Hawk in moments on the Goodyear hotline. It's great to have Chris Canty here. J. Will is a new dad. They've got a daughter. They've got a son. And we'll have Jay back before the NFL draft continues. We're going to have tons of draft talk this morning. Chris, good morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Zubin. Good morning, Key. How you guys doing? Good, man. Doing well. Just, you know, knocked out the first hour. We're good. Okay. Mike Tannenbaum didn't say anything to get you riled up this morning? (laughs) Got a little spicy on the production call yesterday afternoon. Mike has... He referenced the trade, but Key let it go. (laughs) Yeah, he referenced the trade. I let it go because in the end, I won. They didn't. Wow. (laughs) And you got some bling to prove it, don't you? I mean, I got everything I wanted out of it. There you go. At the end of the day, you just heard the Aaron Rodgers situation. How could there be such scuttlebutt over a guy that you just want to sign? And Key said it's going to get done. Chris said yesterday, if it doesn't get done, you could envision him ending his career the way his predecessor, of course, Brett Favre, did. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. So as I'm sure you probably know, Aaron Rodgers is much more than a football player. I'm sure he's shown up on your phone or your television lately doing a little something else. Let's just say, I think I saw the Super Bowl ratings. They were down a little bit. There were 91 million people that watched the Super Bowl on CBS, Tom Brady over Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm going to be able to come up here in the next 15 seconds with at least three people that definitely don't know much about football. Aaron Rodgers on his other gig, and let's just say, if we wanted to size it up, what is a moonlighting run for the ages? In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. <laughs> Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Dennis, go Try again, title I guess. for 600. They swept over the NBA, winning the title every year from 1959 to 1966. Eric? What are the Boston Celtics? Oh, you know that one, huh? Look at <laughs> Title weighs for 800. <laughs> what is a pretty quick wit, Chris? Huh? It's pretty there good. You, go. you like it. You like it from Aaron Rodgers. He's done well the last week and a half being the host of Jeopardy. I think he's yeah. done a good job. He should just give him the damn job. No, nah, I don't know about him doing it full-time, though, Key. No, not – they don't have – he doesn't have to. I don't think carry it into – Yeah, no, it doesn't season, It right? doesn't carry into football season. They only film during a certain time of the year, so he'd be why able not? to do it in the offseason. Why not? Theoretically. I'm just saying that well, – why not? I don't know, You don't Key. think he's moving a needle like that? I didn't say that. I didn't no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying give it to him. It seems like he's doing a good job. seems like people like it. Okay. Right? right? It's hard you to disagree. Like it? I feel like Ken Jennings should be the guy. Like former, former Jeopardy champion. So he's he like did a good job as the guest host. Yeah, it feels, like, a, feels like it should be Ken Jennings, even though Aaron Rodgers has already kind of put it out there that he would love to have that job. Right. And there's some people that think uh, Rodgers' football intellect is like Jennings' overall <laughs> intellect. And Aaron Rodgers yeah, that dude is, is a machine. No Ken Jennings is a machine, it. yeah. So we're sitting here watching our mouths agape. But we don't really know Aaron Rodgers the way A.J. Hawk does. The former Packers linebacker joins us this morning. All right, so I think this has been given rave reviews. A.J., the way you know him, uh, what do you make of the way he has absolutely just come out of the gates here? And we've seen a different side of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all, I guess, how well it's going for him on Jeopardy. I, I've known forever. How, it's pretty annoying, actually, how big of a fan Aaron is of Jeopardy. If you ever 
around him anywhere and Jeopardy is coming on, he has to like shut everything down and go sit on the couch and watch Jeopardy and guess all the answers the whole time while you're having conversations in the kitchen. You can just see him sitting in the corner yelling at the screen if the guy misses something on Jeopardy. So honestly, it's kind of what I expected uh, in how he's doing. And I think he would absolutely love to be the full-time Jeopardy host, whether that is starting now while he's still playing or it doesn't happen until after he's done. I hope he I hope he gets it. I do. I really do. AJ, let me ask you this in terms of football and Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers contract. How, how come things are moving relatively slow with a contract extension? Well, I mean, isn't that a good question? I, I think it seems like the team wants to have the flexibility to be able to choose like year to year what they want to do with Aaron, if, whether in, if they want him there, if they want him to retire, they want to trade him, whatever it is. And Aaron obviously wants some stability, and he's said many times, yeah, he would love to finish his career in Green Bay, but that's not really up to him. So I think right now uh, I'm guessing they're sitting there going back and forth like, all right, Aaron wants some long-term stability and for them to, to kind of commit to him. And the Packers are kind of in a weird spot too, saying, well, hey, yeah, we can commit to you, but we just don't know how long we can commit to you. So I'm sure that's what the standoff is now. And, I think the longer it goes, uh, if you don't get anything done, I, I just I, I don't know. I I don't know how Aaron does finish his career in Green Bay, even though he does want to. Wow! Remove yourself from the Aaron Rodgers or Green Bay camps, and answer this for me, AJ. How bad will it get if he does not get a contract extension and he's playing for slightly under fifteen million dollars this year? I don't so I don't think on the field it's gonna gonna do anything. I think Aaron's gonna come out there and you know he has a chip on his shoulder no matter what he wants to go. He's he's probably thinking, okay, you guys drafted who you think is my replacement. I went out there, I won the MVP of the league. You know what? Why don't let's do it back to back. Let's go MVP two times in, in a row. And, and obviously that's very difficult to do, but I bet that would be his mindset. But I, I do think there's a point to where both sides. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think there is any animosity there, but I, I would imagine the longer it goes, and if Aaron's sitting there looking at it, he's probably thinking like, "All right, like, these guys really don't want me to finish my career, and they just want to see what I'm like six months at a time and see if they can keep me or or send me away." So I think there definitely can get to a point to where both sides are just so much animosity between the two, which I don't know if it'll ever get there. But yeah, the longer it goes, man, and you have a guy like Aaron that is was just the MVP and wants to be there, and he's telling you he wants to be there, and they're kind of wishy-washy saying, ah, we don't know, but we got to see what we have here and what the future holds. Yeah, I think it could get to a point where it probably wouldn't be a great working relationship. AJ, with you being in the league, you know that most players would like to end their career with the team that they started with. And, and with you knowing Aaron Rodgers so well, what would it mean to him specifically to be able to end his career as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Man, I think it would mean everything to him. I know he's – He's a NorCal guy and, you know, didn't grow up in the Midwest and Green Bay area or anything. But you know what? Like, he got there one year before I did. He got there in 2005. And from the first day he was there, I feel like the, the, the whole city kind of embraced him and he kind of embraced everything there as well. And I think that's grown every single year, every single day he's there. So I think it would mean everything for him to be able to stay with the same team uh, and the, with all the success he has had in Green Bay. But it's got to be weird for him sitting back now thinking like, wow, this, there's a, a very real possibility that I am not going to finish my career in Green Bay. And I think that's, that's probably hard for him even to envision in his mind if he thinks about himself wearing a different uniform. 
Let's talk about another quarterback who's in the draft this year and is an Ohio State. Well, I guess he would be an Ohio State Buckeye alum at some point if he hadn't already graduated. In um, Justin Fields, where do you think Justin Fields will go in this year's draft considering that there's so much swirling around his worth ethics, his ability to be an NFL quarterback, just all the unnecessary chatter that's going on before the draft? Yeah, all, everything going on around him, and it's, it's so weird when we have all this time to evaluate quarterbacks throughout the season. And when they've already, when he, you know, we saw what Justin Fields did when he first came in and transferred to Ohio State. He, he pretty much exceeded all the expectations that were placed on him his first year starting. And then this past year, maybe had a few hiccups, but you have so much time to evaluate him. It's like people come up with things to try to to make a knock on the guy. I don't, I don't believe any of the the nonsense and the noise going on saying how. He's, he's not a hard worker. He can't pick up offenses. Like we, there's been other a lot of documented stuff to show how intelligent this guy is, and we all know how athletic he is and how he can throw the ball and run and do it everything. So I, I, I'm not sure where he goes, though, just because I don't believe anything that's being said by any team that's out there right now before the draft. Like I just there's so much swirling around. There's so much, so many rumors. Like who's going to go where? It's going to be a very exciting draft. I just have a hard time believing any of the information that is being put out right now because I don't think anybody really knows, and I think the people that do are only telling one or two people that they work with. But I definitely think Justin Fields goes high, and I, I think especially in the right system, he can be an absolute superstar. A.J., Mel Kuyper Jr. came out with his latest mock draft yesterday, and he projected a trade with the Patriots moving up from 15 to 10 to take Justin Fields. I wanted to ask you, since you're close to the program, what do you think the best fit for Justin Fields would be in the NFL? Well, New England wouldn't be a, a bad fit, I feel like. Uh, you get to play for McDaniels and Bill Belichick, and with all the pieces that New England has has you know brought on the, throughout this, this free agency period, I think that that's a very intriguing fit when you sit there and you think about it and you look at it. And, oh, by the way, they got Cam Newton that could kind of kind of mentor you as well throughout the year. I think New England's an intriguing spot. Man, I think even Atlanta, it gets me a little bit curious of what Justin Fields would look like if he was down there behind Matt Ryan for a little bit. And um, Man, other than that, like anywhere he goes, I just think he needs to make sure whoever is calling the plays, whoever is the offensive coordinator, and I say it all the time, like, the offensive coordinator, whoever calls the offense, is the most important job on that coaching staff. I mean, other than the head coach, yeah, he has to set the culture and do everything. But that OC can directly dictate what that team looks like and what that offense can do. And I think a guy like Justin Fields, any young rookie quarterback, like there has to be a lot of pieces in place for you to be successful. So I just think he needs to have a nice, solid play caller that's very creative and will use all of his athleticism and everything that he can do and put him in the best position to make plays. Falcons would be interesting. Obviously, he started his career at Georgia, grew up in the state of Georgia. That would be quite a homecoming. And as uh, AJ said, that's a team that's going to need a QB pretty soon. Great analysis inside the Packers and the Buckeyes and the next toast of Jeopardy. AJ, thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. That's AJ Hawk in the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save... Big, when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat, visit Progressive.com. When the deal happened, on the way, when the deal happened, everyone said it was the steal of the century in the NFL. D-hop from Houston to Arizona. Now we've got all the empirical evidence to back it up. But is it really the best sports deal of the year? Is it? What do you think? Hit us up. 888-ESPN. Best sports deal of the year. 
We'll make the case for D-Hop. You make the case for whoever you want. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and playing on smart speakers everywhere. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. There are some pro days today. Justin Fields is actually having yet another pro day today. And Mel is projecting Justin Fields to the Pats. We'll talk to Pats legend Teddy Bruschi coming up in about 12 minutes. How would that work? I think Teddy, the three-time Super Bowl champion, could give us some really good insight on how Justin Fields would mesh with Bill Belichick. Big spot today for Fields. Take two in his pro day. Teddy on the way in 12 minutes. So this is interesting. You know, when this deal was made in the NFL, a lot of people were wondering what in the world, what in the world Bill O'Brien was doing. And then that obviously was validated because Bill O'Brien is no longer right now in the NFL. He's at Alabama trying to resuscitate his career. Like many people do. (laughs) You got to go down there. Boom, boom. Hey, I want to coach again. Well, uh, let's call Nick Saban. He'll got a spot for you. Ask Mario Cristobal, ask Steve Sarkeesian, ask Brian Dable. We can go on and on and on and on. (laughs) Mike Lotsky, just on and on and on. Yep, he can rehab your image like nobody else. uh, DeAndre didn't need to rehab anything because everybody knew he was great. He just happened to be catching balls now in the desert instead of in Houston. And obviously it was a fleece. It was a heist for the ages. So much so that that trade that Arizona pulled off to get one of the best wide receivers in football was given the Alpha Award for the best sports transaction of the year. It was given by the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. This is a conference that's been going on at MIT there in Cambridge, Massachusetts since 2006. And essentially what they do in 2006, this may have seemed strange, but what they did in 2006 was they said, we've got this newfangled thing called analytics. It's not stats. It's more than stats. It's important. And I know a lot of people are like, I know the numbers nerds are running sports. The guys yes. that never did anything are picking guys over the guys. Bro, that you actually- said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably one of the numbers guys. He's one of the guys that played the game and racked up the numbers. But one of the early incubators of the MIT Sloan conference, just to give it a little bit 
of some pub was uh, Daryl Morey, obviously now the GM of the Sixers previously with the Rockets. He was one of the first guys on the ground floor. He went to MIT. One of the guys on the ground floor there that essentially said, look, numbers are going to play. It's not just a baseball thing. It's going to permeate all sports. So this thing has been going on for about 15 years, and they have decided that this DeAndre Hopkins trade gets the award for the best trade of the year. But that's their opinion. And there's plenty of other trades that could be in the works here. Let's get to the call. They should just call it a yeah. fleece. A fleece, yeah. a heist. A heist. <laughs> an absolute heist. That's right? what they should call it the Andre Hopkins trade. Right. There should be like a wanted poster up like Cliff King's. <laughs> How could wow. these guys go and get them? I mean, that's, that's the way it was. That's a good one. But there's plenty across sports that could be up for the sports transaction of the year. And we are asking you to weigh in. Yeah, D-Hop is good. What's better? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Best sports transaction of the year. You can open it up to any sport. Jamar in, in Florida is on ESPN Radio. All right, Jamar in Florida. Best sports transaction of the year is? I'd say it's got to be James Harden due to the fact that Kyrie is everywhere and Kevin Durant is Now they put themselves in position to be the number one seed in the East, and I think they solidified their spot in the finals. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to probably find themselves somewhere hovering around the finals. There's no question about it. But James Harden, it's not – see, I look at it more like a fleece. That's not yeah. really a heist. That they didn't really – you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like he wanted <laughs> out, and in the end, they said, okay, we just got to find the best trade partner and get the job done, unlike Hopkins. Yeah, that was a four-team trade. I mean, and the Nets pretty much gutted their roster and got rid of everybody not named Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I mean, Karis LeVert is gone. Jared Allen's gone. Like, guys that they thought were core elements of what they were building toward. But if you have an opportunity to get James Harden, a former MVP, and a guy yeah. that has led the league in scoring, yes. what, the last four years, then you absolutely take advantage of it. But I think that's a situation where the Nets paid fair market value for James Harden. What DeAndre Hopkins went for with that Texans – Cardinals trade was absolute robbery. Yeah, they just I mean, basically I mean, gave I mean him Cliff away. Kingsbury gave away a second round pick and a negative contract in David Johnson, a running back that was making twelve or thirteen million dollars a year that had been benched. He sent that to Houston for one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, David Culley might think it's a good deal because that's how he got a head coach. He got Bill Bryan out of there. Exactly, right? that, exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm sure he would love D-Hop right now, no matter who his quarterback is going to be moving forward. All right, so that was James Harden out of Houston to Brooklyn. Speaking of Houston, Kevin's in Houston. Best sports transaction of the year? Uh, I'm going to say Sam Darnold. I'm going to put three reasons for it. One, he's just he, to me, he's going to be just as good as any of these other quarterback prospects are coming out this year, right? Second part is is that they, you guys put way too much stock into the quarterback. You got to have good receivers. Keyshawn would know you got someone's got to catch the ball. Someone's got to run the. Someone's got to block. Someone's got to go. You, you know, someone's got to carry the ball. But you need skill players, right? So you get to keep Sam Darnold, and you get to test him. You get to full out, straight up test them. These other rookies, you don't have to. You have. There's nothing that goes on for these other rookies because when they start, they basically got four years to do whatever they want before they, you need to extend them or do anything, right? And it's, to me, I think Sam Darnold's going to be a really good player. He gets a fresh opportunity. And besides, I mean, really, besides Trevor Lawrence, do you think he's better than all these other quarterbacks? I do, personally. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'll let you guys play on it. No, I, I, think, I think Sam is uh... – He's where he needs to be. They got a, a few pieces over there on the offensive side of the ball. They'll continue to get better. When you think about their defense, it'll get better. Matt Rule, the head coach. I mean, he's just in a better 
situation overall. And I think what they gave up to get him, essentially you package that up, as I told Mike Tannenbaum, uh, you package those picks up between the six-round pick this year, the two and the three in the future, and you put that together, that's essentially a late first-round pick for Sam Darnold. And in my opinion, much like the young man that just called, he's better than those guys that's coming out in the draft simply because he's been in the National Football League already. Well, see, I guess, key for me, the only question I have is how much confidence is Sam taking down there to Carolina with him? Like, confidence comes from demonstrated performance, and based on the last three years, there's no way that Sam Darnold can be on solid footing in terms of believing that he has the ability to be able to be a franchise quarterback. But when you look at it, though, Chris, I can look at the stuff around me and tell sure. you I didn't have anything. That's maybe making excuses or pointing a finger, uh-huh. but if I'm the quarterback and I'm looking at who I'm throwing to and I haven't been with a group of receivers, but maybe once in a game the guys that I was supposed to be with my core group and I've had that – maybe once, maybe twice in my entire stay in New York, and then y'all giving me a 50-year-old running back, an offensive line, a makeshift coordinator who's like doesn't know what he's doing half the time. You're putting me in a bad spot. So my confidence soars when I go to Carolina because now I know essentially, oh, yeah, I got something going now. I don't have to deal with the New York media. I'm in (laughs) Carolina. I'm not stressed out. And now I can really display my talents because – I got Kristen McCaffrey, one of the top three running backs when he's healthy on the field. I got Robbie Anderson, who I know, who could kind of help me navigate sure. some yeah. of the other waters. So it's like, I think he's in a good spot. Well, here's do. the thing. The infrastructure is in place for yes. Sam to have success. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that you don't know what's going on with the six inches between his ears. And that's the one part that you can't quantify. Like, that's the thing that makes this a little bit of a gamble in terms of what Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers are doing. But the talent for Sam Donald is undeniable. Like, there's a reason why the guy went with the third overall pick three years ago. The kid can sling it. It's just a matter of can he get over the early struggles that he had with the New York Jets his first three years. And, Key, I got to tell you, I don't know many quarterbacks that have been able to round that corner and come back and show that they can be a franchise quarterback for, you know, the next decade plus. I I just haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks that have gotten off to that kind of tumultuous start and been able to get get it turned around. We'll see. We will see. This topic is bringing in so many great answers. If you guys can hang on, maybe we can weave these in throughout the show. Let's try to do a quick couple of it. You want to – what do you got? No, I was going to say Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I'm just going to say eight. To the Lakers. That's Key's call. Mookie Betts. I was going to get there. I was going to get there too, though. Don't worry. I was going to get there. And I'll tell you, that, that's a great one, both for L.A., obviously both yielded championships. So, obviously, those moves are um, – I mean, you can't poke a hole in those moves. I mean, they yielded Thanks championships. Lot, <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. This is my choice. Mike in St. Louis, we're on the same page, man. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, it's got to be Nolan Arenado plus $50 million yep. for a marginal starter and two guys you'll never hear of. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Cardinals, this was man. a salary dump. For yeah. one of the top five players in baseball. Think about that. A salary dump. The Rockies got rid of him, gave him to an 11-time World Series champion. You've never won your division. We have the best third baseman perhaps in baseball. He's won numerous gold gloves, silver sluggers. Yeah, but they he, didn't win, though. Right. And we'll, we'll, we'll pay you. Yeah. To take him, a salary dump for one of the top five players in baseball to go to a city that embraces baseball unlike anybody else. No, and it's a good it's a good situation. It's a win win for both, and that's 
right? I mean, the Rockies say no. St. Louis says yes. Now you got a guy that, like you said, in in terms of baseball, there's no other. I would, yeah, that's probably there's no other baseball town mm-hmm. quite like St. Louis, right? And so it's a perfect perfect situation for them. Indeed, the gateway to the West and a gateway to a new start for Nolan Arenado. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. On the way in one minute, Justin Fields to the Pats. That's what Mel Kuyper Jr. is saying. So what kind of fit would that be? We'll ask a Pats legend in one minute after this Sports Center update. And we'll start with some serious news. Houston attorney Tony Busby saying in a statement Tuesday that all of the 22 women suing the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson are going to disclose their names in amended lawsuits. As you know, Busby is representing essentially all of them. And last week, a couple of women bravely came forward, told their stories, put their names on it. Rusty Harden, the attorney for Deshaun Watson, essentially said they need to know the identities of these women to be able to move forward. Moving forward with virtual OTAs, voluntary offseason workouts, hang on. The Broncos, the Seahawks, and Tampa Bay all have players say they won't report to voluntary offseason workouts. This is a statement through the NFLPA essentially saying that health and safety concerns are an issue, particularly in the state of Colorado with the Broncos and the state of Washington with the Seahawks, the counties in which those two teams are located are experiencing really high coronavirus levels even compared to this point last year. Goodell did say he wants all key team personnel, executives and the like to get the vaccine unless there's a reason or a religious reason for them not to do so. So the league is all on board. Some players though, not quite sure just yet. Speaking of Denver, one quick note, Jamal Murray is now out for the season with a torn ACL. He and Nikola Jokic had been leading the Nuggets on a fairy tale season. The Nuggets were looking to make their first NBA Finals appearance in franchise history, but that took a huge blow. And if you want more on this story, check out the Low Post podcast with Zach Lowe anywhere you get your podcast. He and the guys broke it down yesterday after Murray got hurt in the final minute of their loss to the Warriors the other night, Monday night on ESPN and Sports Center brought to you by Mako tax refunds are great for fresh starts especially in 2021 refresh your ride with your refund at Mako and make the year one you'll always remember head to mako.com to get a free estimate today uh-oh better get Mako as uh, as Key said it cuts both ways uh, Craig Krenzel wasn't great either as I recall so I just <laughs> Great med student, I believe. Craig. Oh, God. Bobby Hoying. Huh? Bobby Hoying. Joe Germain. You can go up and down Germain. the list. Remember Joe Germain? Oh. <laughs> but that was some bold commentary there, though, from Marcus Spears. And, uh, you know, he, hey. I mean, he's somewhat right. But that, like I said yesterday, you can point to a lot of schools in a lot of situations and position players that yeah. the NFL scouts think a certain way about because of the school. Right. They just, you know. Right. We don't draft Nebraska quarterbacks, right? There's no, just certain schools well, you look at yeah. and you're like, you know, yeah. that just doesn't fit. For, this one does fit. For many years, you know, it was it was like, I want a receiver. Guess where we're going? We're going to the U. Right. Because Miami factory, you know, USC factory at this, Virginia factory at that. Rutgers, eh. Well, <laughs> you were on a roll there. <laughs> we stymied you right in mid-sentence. So here's the deal. Um, you look at it and say, look, Justin Fields, the night after they beat Clemson in the college football playoff semifinal, you're like, this guy is a hair behind Trevor Lawrence, no pun intended. He's a hair behind Trevor Lawrence, and suddenly he might be the fifth quarterback selected, and that could be great news for the Pats. Armel Kuyper says 
New England could grab him at 10. That's what he's predicting. Let's bring in the Pats legend, ESPN NFL analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion, Teddy Bruschi. All right, Teddy. So you know this organization unlike anybody else. If it's Fields and Belichick together, as Mel says, what kind of fit would that be? Morning, guys. Well, the fit with Bill Belichick, I think it would go well. I mean, Bill's going to realize what type of type of talent he has in fields. And then, of course, he'll mold his offense around him. That would work. But I mean, we are talking a little bit of fantasy here because Fields, I feel, is one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, and he'd have to drop. He'd have to drop to that. I think Mel's talking about that 10 spot that the Cowboys have, but I think the Patriots... They see Justin Fields, and I think what a lot of people don't know, this kid's smart, too, and that's what the Patriots really value. So if he gets to 10 and he drops to 10, I think Bill would understand that this is a chance for him to go up and get a quarterback that would help him for the next 10 years in Justin Fields. And then that's it's time now to make a move to get him because – Cam Newton's there, but Cam Newton's there only for a year. He needs someone for the future. He knows that quarterback's not on the roster, more than likely. So to get Justin Fields and take a chance is something I think it's time for Bill Belichick to do, if he's there. And then if people see Justin Fields as, like you guys are talking about, that Ohio State Haskins stigma, and he drops down, maybe it's something New England Patriots can take advantage of. Teddy, do you feel like Bill Belichick has to add to that quarterback room this offseason? I think he does. Um, Listen, all of the free agents that he signed this year, Chris, I mean, these are multi-year deals, and he's trying to rebuild a foundational team. I mean, built on, you know, big guys up front, strength up front. You got your tight ends there. Cam is on a one-year deal. Bill, Bill always looks ahead, no matter what he's saying. It's like the next game and all this, but he is always looking next season, next game, all of that. And when it comes to off seasons, he's projecting who can he get. And at the quarterback position, he knows it takes development. So absolutely, he is thinking that someone else needs to be needed in that room, and I do too. Teddy, yesterday Julian Edelman made news with announcing his retirement. He's had a great career, one of the best receivers in postseason history. But I got to ask you, is it a Hall of Fame worthy career? Well, I love the guy, so if I had a vote, I'd vote for him. <laughs> your, smile, your smile tells me everything, okay, but Teddy. Key, but Key, I'm with Key. I know Key would be stepping in here. I know Key. I'm with you, though. I can understand how it's easy to say, where are the All-Pros? I mean, where are the Pro Bowls? Where are the overall career numbers? Um, what does the Hall of Fame voters, I mean, there would be an incredible argument from a lot of voters in there. I've talked to a lot of voters that are in the room, and numbers are almost most what what it brings up so it would be a hard case yes um my vote he's got it but it's going to be a hard case for him to get in does Aaron Rodgers speaking of votes does Aaron Rodgers have have your vote to get an extension with the Green Bay Packers because there's an anonymous source out there an agent who says basically that right now they're not doing anything until they get something done with Aaron Rodgers (laughs) I I don't care what the Packers want to do with Aaron Rodgers. It's what Aaron Rodgers wants to do with the Packers, really. I mean, that's that's the quarterback that you have the power. If you're this type of quarterback with this type of still, I mean, you still have years in front of you. I don't care how old he is because the way he's playing right now and coming off that great season he had. So I think Aaron Rodgers is looking towards his options about getting out of Green Bay, and he should because there's one reason why quarterbacks like this succeed. 
need is, I mean, they take everything personal. I mean, Aaron took it personal when he didn't go number one overall and he was sitting in that draft room. And two words that he remembers, fellas, is traded up. And they traded up to go get love. And so Aaron Rodgers sees that. And I think Aaron is looking for his opportunity, whether it's next year. I mean, Aaron is going to look for a situation that's going to be best for him. Teddy, you know, we watch college football together a lot of times. We talk about it when we run to each other, whatever the case may be. You look at the month of September last year, college football. Trevor Lawrence was the guy. I mean, he's been the guy for a long time. And now all yeah. of a sudden there's a Zach Wilson emerging out of nowhere. Chris Sims former quarterback in the National Football League, University of Texas, has gone on to say that he would take Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. Do you see it the same? I, I don't see it the same. And if <laughs> that'd be bold if you're that Jacksonville Jaguars brass and you go in there and you take Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence, that's a whole different set of circumstances. You got the number one overall pick. It's been Trevor Lawrence for a long time. And all of a sudden, here's the draft hype. Here's the workout hype. Here is all of the reports that are coming out that's bringing this guy up into the upper echelon minus you know, you're not considering what, what's been done on the field with these other players and how they earned it up there. I go back to what I've seen, I mean, from Trevor Lawrence, I mean, over the course of his career in playing, and there's no way I'm taking Wilson over Lawrence, number one. The first round of the draft is a couple weeks away, and the Dallas Cowboys are sitting at number 10 at the 10th spot. What should they do? Should they move up to go get Kyle Pitts? Should they sit tight, draft a corner, or trade down? What hmm. should they do, Teddy? Man, I, I'd love for them to get Kyle Pitts. And I, I know how much help they need <laughs> defensively, but that kid would, would, I mean, it would just cause problems. I just think of, like, as soon as he gets drafted by whatever team, that division is going to start making up new personnel groupings on how to defend him because he's, I think he can cause that much of a problem. Now, the Cowboys are at 10. If things happen where these quarterbacks start to fall, well, then definitely, I think they possibly, they need to consider taking advantage of the quarterback desperation in the NFL. And if, say, say Fields falls and everybody's like, oh my gosh, we got to go get him now, then you got to look, look for offers because you can build defensively later in the draft with good players, and Dallas does need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. So quarterback desperation, they have a possibility of taking advantage of that. Mm. Everything is bigger in Texas, especially the swagger for somebody like Kyle Pitts, who's already said before catching a ball, I'm going to be the best to ever do it. It could be a great addition mm -hmm. for somebody. Teddy certainly concurs. Once again, NFL Draft starting Thursday, April 29th, ESPN and ESPN Radio. Teddy, thank you so much. Great to catch up. Great to see you guys. All right. That's Teddy Bruschi. College football legend, three-time Super Bowl champion. You know, Teddy played on the D-line in college? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I know. Yeah. Desert Swarm, right? Desert Swarm. I yeah, just late great Dick they, they used to get it in out there. Man, I should be like, man, y'all better block that little dude. They couldn't <laughs> block him. They couldn't block him. He just shoot the gaps and be in our backfield. I'm like, this dude's 200 pounds. How about that kid? guy that's unblockable in college ends up being unblockable in the NFL. What are the odds? What are the odds of that? How about that? <laughs> but think about Sometimes it. Sometimes scouting ain't that hard. No, but think, it's but not think that hard. about who scouted him. Think about who he played for. Yep. The same thing that Julian Edelman was a quarterback. Right. They turned him into a conversation of the Hall of Fame. Now you're talking about Teddy Bri Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bruschi right. was a defense alignment. Yep. He's supposed to be Canty size. He was literally your size. Yes. 
and dominating. Like, it was crazy. But you know what, Keith? Sometimes it's not about what you can't do. It's about what you can oh, do. Yeah. And when you have a good coach, it doesn't matter about the scheme. Absolutely. If I got a guy that can go. Absolutely. I'll figure out the scheme if I got a guy that can produce. Yep. Last thing, they said it about Edelman. They said it about Brewski. Can this guy help us? We'll figure out where he plays, how he fits. Can he help us? If the answer is yes, we're fine. So we talked about Justin Fields. You know, could he be picked below Trey Lance? Today on the ESPN Daily, Trey Lance, his story. You probably don't know too much about him, everything you need to know, and why the scouts are so excited. I've never seen so many people talk about a guy they've never seen throw a pass. But because of the pandemic and everything that's happened, that's the way it is. Get more about Trey Lance today on the ESPN Daily podcast anywhere you get your podcast. On the way, he was the number one overall pick in a sport he says he loves, yet he's never heard of one of the greatest players this sport has ever produced. You will love this story, and you'll never guess it. That's on the way. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. From A to Z, and the A is going to be for Anthony Edwards. Remember him, of course. Number one overall pick in the draft by the Wolves. Slow start, but has turned it on. Is playing well. The Wolves aren't generally in the news for a lot of reasons, but they are recently because Alex Rodriguez is leading a group that's going to buy, has about 30 days now in an exclusive negotiating window, to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx. So you might expect, I mean, if A-Rod's coming in with all his notoriety and his sports savvy and everything that comes with A-Rod, the future face of the franchise, Anthony Edwards, would certainly want to weigh in on that. But that would be assuming Anthony Edwards knew who A-Rod was? We haven't gotten to chat with you since the news this weekend that Alex Rodriguez was getting ready to buy in as an owner here. Do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? A baseball player? Alex Rodriguez? (laughs) Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know what it is. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. Wait. Oh, my goodness. Now, Chris, wait. It gets better, or does it get worse? Now, he just said, I don't know who A-Rod is. You would think, well, maybe Anthony Edwards just he's not into baseball, right? I mean, uh, he's a basketball player. Yeah, sure. Hang on a second. He actually loves America's national pastime. In fact, he was great at it. I used to play baseball when I was young. Yeah, it'd be hot. Really? How good a baseball player were you? I could have went to the MLB. MLB? Yeah. I am not surprised. I'm, I'm serious, though. You- no, I just, I love your confidence. I what positions pitcher. did you play? I played pitcher, shortstop, Next. third base, and center field. Those are the prime positions. That's what, that what I'm trying to tell you. 
Yeah, you were the best player on your team. Is that the name? Now we talking. You could hit the ball. But I was fourth, fifth hitter. You know what that mean? Clean up. Yeah. Straight clean up on aisle three. <laughs> and now we oh, must say that man. that was that was last year uh, when he was mentioning baseball. That wasn't like man, after the fact. Stop it, man. Stop it. As, far as, as far as his baseball skills, he's going to need more people. You no. don't know who Alex Rodriguez he is? He knows who Alex Rodriguez shortstop? is. I'm not buying that. You're not he buying just, it? Okay. No, he's just sitting there playing the media. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Just having a little how fun with you, it? How could you not? You are in one of the top three sports here in America. Yeah. How can you not know who A-Rod is? Not only that, as I like to move things forward, it's 2022, man. Yeah. And not, to, and I know it's it's 2021. You don't need to tell me. I said 2022 because I like to move it forward. Okay. Social media, phones, timelines, buzzers, everything. Oh, so, yeah. You know the guy that's dating J-Lo. Exactly. You know that guy. Stop, man. You that guy. If Anthony Edwards don't stop playing, y'all, and y'all falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, I man. will say, and I, I think But he still right. needs more people with the baseball skills. I'm not buying that part. <laughs> he might I'm, not buying, I'm not buying that part. I don't know. I don't know. Something about it. This, I don't think that Anthony Edwards was a baseball player capable of making it to the show. I'm just saying. I, you, you'd be surprised, man. It's a lot of guys that got a lot of hidden stuff yeah. in them and just don't reveal it till mm-hmm. you think, you know, it's too late. Yeah, so yeah. Anthony Edwards was born. You were ready to feel old. Anthony Edwards was born in 01. A-Rod took his last swing in the bigs in 2016. So the kid was 15 years old. I think he probably knew who Stop, A-Rod man. was. Of course he knew A-Rod was. More NBA. This not about Anthony Edwards, but about Mark Cuban. He was all on, on the NBA's playing tournament. They did it last year and this year. Team 7, 8, 9, and 10 in each conference will battle it out to try to get in said it's a great move in fact right now the Mavericks actually sit in the seventh spot they would be in the play in tournament at this moment but Mark Cuban has had a change of heart because his best player Luka Doncic essentially says look we don't want to be in the seventh spot we don't want to be in the play-in game the play-in game is a terrible idea we've already cut down the regular season why are we adding more games to it obviously we're trying to get this six it uh I don't understand the idea of playoff playing. You play 72 games uh, to get in the playoffs, and then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. Uh, so I don't see the point of that. So but uh, we're just trying here to get to the sixth spot, and I think that's our goal right now. Sixth- maybe even more than six spots. <laughs> Take three for me. Uh, the sixth spot would obviously get him. That would be the last spot you could not get into the play-in tournament. I mean, does he have a point here? Win more games. That's my point. <laughs> He's doing his part. I don't. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the team. Win more games. You don't have to sit around and worry about that. But you signed up for it. This is you. You knew this was going to happen. So now you're saying it, it's it's a problem because there's more games. Look, two more games. Three more games. Like two more games. games. You're talking two about two more, more games. games. Stop, man. And really, if you win the first game, then you're talking about one more game if yes. you end up in the seven or eight spot. So, so I mean, it's not it's not that much of a heavy and, lift. And it's not like a back-to-back. You're going to yeah. get a break in between. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's May 18, 19, 20, 21. You'd have to win two games in four days. In fact, if you win the 7-8 game, you could pretty much just get in like almost automatically yep. as the 7 seed. But the one thing having the 7-8-9-10 does is right now it would get – 
the Knicks in because they're in the eighth spot. It would get the Bulls in. They're in the tenth spot. And that's big for markets. It would get the Warriors in. They would be in the tenth spot in the West. So even just getting Steph Curry for maybe even like one game in a quote-unquote postseason would truly benefit the league. Those are some big markets and big players that ordinarily wouldn't be in this thing. Yeah, well, yeah and let's remember why the NBA decided to do this, too. They wanted to keep teams from tanking and keep more markets engaged, which is a win for everybody. I don't know why Mark Cuban doesn't like it. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.